Welcome to HR Latte, your podcast connection to all things HR. Caring for people is imperative for today's progressive business. Listen in as Rayanne Thorne Kruger gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts, and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources, hiring, and employee engagement. And now, sit back and sip your next cup of talent management blended to perfection. Hey, everybody. Welcome to HR Latte. Rayanne here. Very glad to be back with you today. I'm really excited, but also I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm kind of nervous and worried about my next conversation with an amazing guest, Mark Talley, who has agreed to join me here on HR Latte to talk about an experience he and his family recently had Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to join me today. Oh, great to be here, Rianne. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into the heart of our conversation. Absolutely. My name is Mark Talley, born and raised in Buffalo, New York, and my mother was one of the victims in the Tops Massacre that happened May 14th. Since then, I've definitely been trying to start my nonprofit in dedication to her memory. And tell us the name of your nonprofit. Agents for Advocacy. Agents for Advocacy. So, Mark, I know it's been a rough few months for your family, for yourself. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your willingness to join me today to talk about your mom, to talk about what's happened to your family. Now, the Tops Massacre happened in Buffalo, New York in May. And before we dive in to talk about that, I want you to tell me about your mom. Please tell me about your mom. She was a very loving person, caring person, really loved her family. I joke around a lot with people, say she was completely 180 degrees opposite of me. (laughs) Uh, She was an excellent baker, excellent cook, just a very uh, warm, loving person. And like I said, she was 180 degrees from me. I'm I'm a very strong, introverted person who cannot cook. (laughs) She was a... She was a definitely a family person, extroverted, could cook amazingly. And tell us her name. Geraldine Talley. Geraldine Talley. And if you don't mind, how old was your mom when she passed? She was 62, roughly about, um, uh, give her 20, uh, about 20, 15 to 20 days away from her 63rd birthday. Okay. And was she still working? Had she retired? What was her daily life like? Well, she was currently at that time, she was on workers comp, but she was looking to retire soon. Now, Mark, I know, you know, I struggled with you in our first conversation because I can't imagine what you've experienced. And the first thing you talked about was what a great cook your mom was. So I'm sure you miss her cooking for you, for the family, for friends. And I know it's been such a difficult time for your family. What has changed for you the most my whole mindset, my whole base, everything for me, what my life was like on May 13th, come May 15th, all of that was uh, changed. Like at first, I didn't know how to react. I didn't necessarily struggle or have an out an outpouring of emotion. My mother knew I was kind of on the lower, lower spectrum of, um, of emotions, but it was it's still, even to this day, it's just hard to fathom. Like, I, I can't call my mom's phone no more. Yeah. Or uh, 
I can't can't hear a voice no more. Like the only basically the only time I was able to like set a lot of emotion is when I went inside of her her house, and that's when it kind of just uh kind of just all just hit me smack in my face right there. I can't even imagine what you've been through. Now, did your mom live alone? Well, she lived with her fiance, well, her boyfriend at the time, and he also was at the tops that day. He told me, like, you can see the the scars on his forearm. Like, he had to had to press himself inside of a um, like where they keep like the uh, the cold, the base, like the ice cream Uh, stuff like that. Okay, the squeezing there. Oh my goodness! So let's talk about. I know that you've started agents for advocacy. Let's talk about that. What prompted that clearly you know the massacre what happened to your mom what you know the impact that it's had on your family your mom's fiance so what what is the mission of agents for advocacy well at first once this happened uh i started getting i just needed to do something i couldn't just stay home all day just all of these just devilish just rage thoughts kept kept like just playing like a movie on repeat so I just needed to get out the house and I started volunteering. At first, I started volunteering with um, World Central Kitchen, their organization that comes to places of, um, affected by disaster. And I volunteered with them for roughly about two, three weeks. While also, once they left, I stayed in the neighborhood where the Tops is located at on Jefferson Avenue almost daily. Just any group or organization I saw volunteering, I just offered my services to them as well. And while doing all of this, I wanted to start promoting my own events or organizing like drives or things that I wanted to do in that area just to uplift, provide, just uplift or provide more social economic equity and inequality just to get people informed about everything that's happening in the neighborhood, in their community, in the city to try to A, prevent this from happening again and to encourage more people to get involved in advocacy work and not have to get that spark in them off of a a terrible incident that happened like me. So Tops was the store your mom went to. That's where she shopped regularly. Yes. And you've decided to be in that neighborhood. Many people wouldn't be able to do that. It would be too painful for them. So what have you gained from your volunteerism launching Agents for Advocacy? What has volunteering and doing this work done for you? Well, seeing kind of right now, I'm kind of my uh, own one-man band as of right now, doing everything, promoting, trying to get all the supplies, getting everything organized with the vendors and sponsors I'm working with. Up until the day of the event, it is definitely just very hectic, tiring. Yeah. Um, sometimes I question, like, man, why did I decide to start <laughs> doing this? But on the day of the event and after, it's just a, it just feels nice, just a lot of a warm feeling of warmth and comfort. I had a young man at my community barbecue. He came up to me basically saying he saw me on the news uh, helping deliver groceries and produce and said after seeing me, he started doing it as well. Oh. And I had a, uh, a young mother and she just came up to me as well crying because she didn't have any food to eat that night. And my community barbecue was able to help feed her and her three children. That's wonderful. You have sparked people's interest and desire to give back. 
I know you have an event coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. You have a drive happening right now. Yes, the event is a, a back to school drive. It's happening on August 27th. I'm trying to get all the supplies I need on August 20th. I'm trying to get uh, close to 250, if not more, book bags, spiral notebooks, pens and pencils, and calculators. Wow. So right now, I've just been working with the, the local hospital. Well, it's not a local hospital. It's Roswell uh, Cancer Institute. Hopefully, I said that name correctly. Hmm. I'm working with um, one of the, the, the director of nursing there, and she's trying to help get those supplies to me. I'm also working with a company called Centivo. And they're also trying to help me as well get all of those supplies. And is there information available where people can donate on the website? Yes, they can go to agentsforadvocacy.org. And I have on the upcoming event section, uh, basically everything, uh, what I'm talking about and what's needed. But if not, once again, can you, everybody listening, just go to agentsforadvocacy.org. It'll have my Venmo information okay. along with cash app information or where you can donate. Great. And the supplies needed are 250 book bags, 250 pens and pencils, 250 calculators, and 250 spiral notebooks. And who are these book bags and pencils and pens and calculators going to? I'm trying to provide it to the children of the east side of Buffalo along with lower socioeconomic status neighborhoods in the area. Thank you for that work, Mark. So, so important and a great way to direct your love for your mother outward to the community, to those in need. What do you hope for agents for advocacy over the next six months? What would you like to see happen? Uh, the first day, uh, definitely want to become an official 501c3 uh, just to get nonprofit status. Mostly every event I'm doing, I'm working with other organizations who have that status just to prevent any future legal and tax implications. Right. After that, I hope to start getting more publicity. The more publicity could lead to me possibly getting more sponsors. And from there, I can uh, maybe even get grant writers to provide me more more monetary and financial support so I can start doing instead of events. Well, along with the events, teaching uh, literacy classes, health classes, financial classes, um, try to help encourage people who dropped out of school, whether parents or children, to go back, maybe get their GED, start getting in trade schools, start going to the local community college, just to do something more with your life to elevate it. Because so many times people in low socioeconomic neighborhoods, which I was born and raised in one, you get trapped in the poverty cycle. And once you get trapped in that poverty cycle, it's very hard for you to get out. Yeah. And most of the families in those neighborhoods, they just can't. And that just leads to a, a generational, you know, just a generational downturn. I can imagine that Geraldine, your mom, is watching the work that you're doing and is so proud of you. Thank you for the, being the example that you are for, you know, deciding to pick up this work and try to make a difference. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. I know it's such a tough time and I can't imagine that it will get a lot easier, but I'm sure that the, anytime soon, but I'm sure that the work that you're doing helps. And 
So if we could ask any listeners, what else can we do to help you besides money? What else do you need? Is there another way? Are you looking for volunteers? Are you looking for somebody to join you at Agents of Advocacy to to help you get this running? Are you trying to do it on your own and then reach out to individuals to help? What's the ideal plan for you to get this going? Well, right now, I'm just my own entity right now, but uh, definitely down the line. I would love to start having volunteers. If you know anybody well-connected who could possibly get sponsors, let me know. Great. Provide me more publicity. Go on Instagram at Agents for Advocacy. Uh, Follow me. But right now, just the main thing, I'm just trying to get more publicity. Great. That is such a worthy effort, Mark. And I look forward to sending you some money and participating in this from all the way the other side of the country. I've spent the last several years understanding what I haven't understood before. And part of that is me becoming a loud anti-racist. And it has been a a really emotional, heavy journey for me. And I want to talk to you about what that means to you. What does it mean to be an anti-racist? Let's simply put somebody trying to fight the fight against racists somebody trying to fight the fight against white supremacy, somebody standing alongside me willing to acknowledge that we're both equal. And unfortunately, during this time, you have a lot of a lot of cold words trying to describe uh, teachings in people who are racist. You have people rejecting the stance of CRT or they're trying to trying to put CRT on everything that allows for equality when it's technically not even CRT. And it seems like people are using CRT as a a cold word. Roughly three years ago, probably even two years ago, nobody even knew or heard of what CRT is. Right. But now if you just go, if you have an event and just say, my white child, my black child, my uh, Latinx child, if we're all equal, you will have somebody saying they're trying to teach, teach CRT to children. And it just seems like the government trying to keep us more separated. So they're, I say the government has sponsors as well. Their their corporate sponsors like the the NRA or the Koch Koch brothers. Right. They're trying to. They're getting money keeping us separated. Cause the more we fight, they make profit. President Lyndon B. Johnson. Hopefully, I can say this quote correctly to summarize it. He said, "If you could." teach or manipulate the poorest white man that he's better than or greater than the highest rated wealthiest black man if you can get him to believe that then you can also stick your hand in his pocket and get the money out while he's not watching you wow it's so heavy that's why there needs to be many of us to lift this up and off and throw it away from those of us that are eager to cross that divide, to not, to eliminate the divide. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your time, talking about your mom, helping me to continue on my journey as an anti-racist and to continue to spotlight and highlight individuals that are out there like yourself making a difference. We know that the, the Tops massacre was a racist, a hate, hate event and I'm so sorry for the families that have been impacted by yet another racist making a 
really bad decision and ruining so many lives, hurting so many people and taking lives of really good, wonderful people like your mom. As we look at what we've spoken about and looking ahead, I always like to ask my friends who join me here if they have anything, any resource that they could share. It sounds like Lyndon B. Johnson's quote is a good resource for us to remember. And I will add that here, the bio of the show. But are there any books you can suggest or podcasts or documentaries? You know, I've had so many brilliant suggestions from the book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson to Hush Money, which is by Jackie Abrams that I've, I'm going to be speaking with her soon. And I've read the books that she's written. Is there anything you can share? Absolutely. Well, along with uh, Hush Money, like you said, that's a great book. I'm currently in the middle of reading it, talking about systematic racism. Yes. Uh, faced by minorities, particularly uh, Black women in corporate America. I'm currently just ordered two books that I'm trying to read, but heard great reviews about. The first one is, I always get this author's name wrong, but Jonathan Graham, I believe it is. Oh, John Graham. Yes, I know John. He's great. I absolutely, yeah. I just ordered his book, Plantation Theory. Plantation Theory. And along with um, Dr. Once again, I always get his name confused too. Dr. Ibrahim X. Okay. Hopefully, I, I think I got the name wrong, but uh, he has a book. It's called uh, New York Times bestseller, and it's called How to Be an Anti-Racist. I think I have that one too. So I oh, will put... Dr. I will... Ibrahim X. Kendi. That's oh, what it is. Just great, remember. Great, great, great. I will add those books also to the information here attached with the show. I know that there might be other people out there listening, Mark, that want to to talk with you, want to know how they can help with Agents for Advocacy. If any of the listeners want to reach you, what's the best way for them to do that? You can find me on LinkedIn. I'll be wearing a, a suit and tie, just a headshot picture of me. Okay. Name is Mark Talley. So is I think I'm probably so far the only black Mark Talley I saw on there. Okay. So you should easily be able to find me. Uh, once again, you can send me a direct message on Instagram at Agents for Advocacy. You can also email me at agentsforadvocacy at gmail.com. Great. And I will add all this information will be included with the, the information at the, the bio of the show. Mark, I can't thank you enough for your willingness to talk with me, to share information about your mom, um, what a wonderful person she was to raise a son like you. That has to be true. So thank you for talking with us about her and for being willing to talk about all of this and for the work that you're doing as a result. Uh, wish you the best of luck and be sure to reach out if you need anything. Thanks again for joining me today. I definitely will. Thank you as well too, Rayanne. I love being on here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of HR Latte. This podcast is brought to you by Never Enough Media and is produced by host Rayanne Thorne Kruger. Our editor is Igor Kuzmanovsky and Dick Delecki as our announcer. With featured music, Grab a Coffee and Go by Tiny Music. Special thanks to those who have made HR Latte possible over the years with their ideas, support, and feedback. 